Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Behind the Knife, the surgery podcast. Relevant and engaging content designed to help you dominate the day. Hello, and welcome to this education-focused episode of Behind the Knife. We're the general surgery education team from Cleveland Clinic. I'm Nicole Brooks, a general surgery resident currently out in professional development time focused in surgical education. And I'm Judith French, the PhD education scientist for the Department of General Surgery at the Cleveland Clinic. And I'm Jeremy Lebman. I am the DIO and Director of Graduate Medical Education here and former program director. On today's episode, we'll be discussing OB-GYN's development of their own centralized application system for the residency application process called Residency CAS, which will go live during the 2024 to 2025 cycle. While changes to an already stressful time like the residency application process can be overwhelming, Luckily, we're joined by two leaders in the effort, Dr. Maya Hamoud and Dr. Anna Marie Connolly, to help break down the new system for us. Dr. Maya Hamoud is the J. Robert Wilson Research Professor of Obstetrics and Gynecology and Professor of Learning Health Sciences, Chief of the Women's Health Division, and Associate Chair for Education at the University of Michigan Medical School. She also completed her medical school and MBA and residency training at the University of Michigan. Dr. Hamoud is a renowned educator with numerous local and national teaching awards, leader as a past president of the Association of Professors of Gynecology and Obstetrics, and researcher in medical education with over $1.75 million in grant funding focused on the undergraduate to graduate medical education transition. Dr. Anna Marie Conley is the Chief of Education and Academic Affairs at the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, or ACOG. She completed medical school at Tufts University, followed by residency and fellowship in urogynecology and reconstructive pelvic surgery at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. She had an accomplished tenure at UNC over the span of 15 years, where she served as the Annie Louise Wilkerson Distinguished Professor and held medical education leadership positions, including clerkship director, residency program director, fellowship program director, and vice chair for education, prior to starting her position at ACOG. Her excellence in medical education has been recognized through prestigious research, numerous teaching awards, and many leadership positions in national societies. Both Dr. Hamoud and Dr. Connolly have been instrumental in the development of OB-GYN's new application system, Residency CAS. We're thrilled to welcome you both to the show. Yeah, thank you both for being here. As you can understand, it's extremely difficult for us being in Ohio to be having a collegial conversation with Michigan people, but we're going to do our best. <laughs> Dr. French... I think you could take over. <laughs> well, I did go to Michigan, so that was a long time ago. <laughs> okay, so let's go ahead and get started. What were the factors that led OB Gang Specialty create your own system? Well, first, I have to comment on the Ohio, Michigan. I just have to start by saying go blue. As you know, there have been a lot of factors in the transition, and there are a lot of challenges in the application residency process in terms of the applicants being challenged with 
numbers of applications and which programs to apply to and from the program side about how to do a holistic review of the applications. So there are a lot of burdens on programs. There are a lot of challenges from the applicant side. So these are just a few of the challenges that we've been trying to resolve. And then for the last three years, as you mentioned, I am the principal investigator on an AMA grant about transforming the UME to GME transition. And we've done a lot of initiatives to try to approach some of these problems. And in the last year, we have come to realize that actually one of those ways is the specialty approaching this with our own application would be a very effective way of solving some of those challenges. And Dr. Connolly, I'll turn it over to you to expand more on that. Thank you so much, Dr. Hamoud. And thanks for this important question. I mean, as we think about what is it that went into us making the decision as a specialty to build our own application, this gets right to the why for our community being behind this work. In this time of ever-increasing application numbers that we're all familiar with, our specialty, we're committed to our applicants. We're committed to our residency programs, being able to bring their whole selves to this important process. And as such, our whys behind our community developing our own application are, well, first of all, we want to facilitate holistic application experiences for our community's residency applicants and our residency programs. Our second big why are we doing this is burden relief for our program directors, our program managers, our applicants with an interactive user-friendly platform that facilitates the work. And lastly, but not least, of our whys is a realization of cost reduction for our applicants. So this is what's behind our whys for moving into this space. So talk to us a little bit about the residency cast. It's really exciting to hear that it's coming. 24, 2025 application cycle. So talk to us about how it's going to function. What does it look like? What are applicants going to see? Well, I have to tell you, we are super excited about it because what Residency Cast is bringing is state-of-the-art technology to the application system. It's going to be bringing a lot of the actually individual data fields. It's going to be mobile friendly for the applicant. I was surprised to find out the data that a lot of the applicants use actually their cell phones to fill out applications. So it's going to be mobile friendly. It's going to have a lot of AI driven analytics in how we actually do that. It's going to be individualized in terms of what are the individual data that we bring from applicants so they can tell the individual stories. As we know, a lot of the schools are actually going to pass fail systems because we know that there's a lot of bias in assessments. So how do we evaluate our applicants and actually what they bring to our programs? And what's really cool about this application is we think about it as four quadrants, where the fourth quadrant is individualized. Every program can individualize it to what they want to learn about the applicants themselves. But also more importantly is the dashboards and the analytics that it brings to the programs. So program directors can, at a glance, visualize the applicant pool that they're looking at and how they actually evaluate applicants, whether it's at the screening stage at the interview stage or when they get to the ranking stage so they can make good decisions and also they can evaluate the applicants holistically and they make decisions into what their class is going to look like. So every applicant can feel confident that the program director is actually looking at me and what I bring to their program and how do I bring what they value and how do I align with the mission of the program. So we're super excited to be bringing 
the most advanced state-of-the-art technology to how we evaluate applicants to bring the applicants that best align with our program. And, and a quick side question about that. One of the concerns people have had with the application process previously is about being filtered out, that it's really easy to just say, okay, I don't want anyone with this characteristic in our program. Is that still present in the residency cast? Is there an opportunity to filter? Is it discouraged? How is that being looked at? We love this question because we actually, when we're uh, working with the application, we say we don't use the F word and the F word is actually the filter. We don't use filters. We call, we segment the applicants. We actually have a lot of tools and we actually intentionally are saying about how we segment the applicants and how we uh, are building best practices. So our program directors from day one, they are using tools where they holistically look at the applicant. The reason that program directors filter, because that is the way that they can actually look at applicants, because that is the only way, because when they have thousands of applications to look at, and the only way they can get to the pool that they want to interview is by filters. That's why they do that. But now when they have other tools that allow them to get to the number of applicants that they want to interview through holistic tools that get them to that number, then they have no need to filter. And that is what we are bringing to them. So we will not use the F word while we are working with this application. So the effort to create Residency Cast was a coordination between a lot of different societies, ACOG, CREOG, APGO, your application service partner, and I imagine the programs themselves. How did this process look to unite all these groups and decide what residency casts would be? Thank you so much for that question. We are so fortunate in OBGYN to have a decades-long history of terrific collaboration across our national organizations, including our educational organizations, as you mentioned, of ACOG, CREOG, and APGO. And it's this long-term collaboration that has really allowed for so much innovative work, including the current work with Liaison International on our OBGYN residency application. We are really looking forward to this continued work as we move forward again together as a community. We're so fortunate. And how will management of residency casts be divided moving forward? Who's actually going to be in charge of that? Yeah, that's a great question. So again, we are shoulder to shoulder with our partners, ACOG, APCO, and Liaison, and we work on this together. So of course, the match is still going to be through the NRNP. Is the timeline of the application process going to change? Is it going to be the same? And how does that mean for the actual function for the NRNP match? Is it going to remain the same as it is currently? So one of the things that we are very proud of is our partnership with the NRMP. We have been working very closely with them and we will absolutely maintain the same timeline as the current application process for everything because we do realize that some applicants might want to dual apply. And we also know that the timelines for when the MSPE, when the transcript and all that is ready, we want to make sure that this is all very clear to applicants. So we will make sure that we maintain all the same timelines we are working very closely with the NRMP on the match. We actually even going to probably be making a very nice streamlining for the applicants to make the process even easier for them. So this all will be all the same timeline. 
it will all be very clear to applicants. This will be the same process as it is currently when it comes to the match. So the announcement from Residency CAS talks about a lot of great advantages. You've gone over some of them here. I wanted to dive in a little bit more on two things. One is cost. That's something we hear about a lot. Uh, what is the cost going to look like for this system to programs and to applicants? And also a little bit, if you could expand on some details about the holistic review. We know that that's incredibly important for creating the programs that we want. So how does this system really foster holistic review and make it easier for program directors to do that? So cost and holistic review, really appreciate these questions as well. And let me go for holistic review first, since that's where we just landed. I think what's so critically important, we've talked about the user interface, we've talked about some of the technologic capabilities of the new platform. I think what's so critically important to the holistic review process, though, that we're able to lean into is, first of all, it's about getting the questions right. I mean, by that, I mean, we're building an application that allows applicants to bring all of themselves, their academics, their community service, their research experiences, their unique life experiences to the process. And secondly, again, it's leaning into a user-friendly, interactive, responsive platform that's got dashboards that allow all who are engaged in this process, both our applicants and our residency programs, to know just where they are in the process and to learn as much as they can about each other through the process. So I think as far as how we get this done, again, it's getting the questions right and it's having that interactive platform with dashboards that let folks know where are we and who are we as they communicate with each other. As far as thinking about and thinking through the cost, there are no cost to programs. The cost is to our applicants. It is an application fee as they currently do. Um, but we are looking right out of the gates. So again, I mentioned some of our whys behind this. And one of our big whys as a community is cost reduction for our applicants who are our future workforce. Again, one of the long-term goals of this work has been to improve the experience of everybody touching this experience, applicants and programs. But let me add, with a focus on the long-term sustainability of our OBGYN community, and a big part of that does include this cost reduction for applicants. This is a commitment for ACOG for our OBGYN community, and our full focus remains on the development of this experience. So can you talk a little bit about how the separate application through residency CAS is different than some things that currently exist, such as urology or an ophthalmology having independent match systems instead? Yeah, it's a great question because every specialty has its own unique needs. And just like those other specialties have chosen their own needs, whether it's they've done their own separate application or their own separate match, we have realized for our specialty as we've done some other changes in the last three years that we needed our own separate application process to serve our own community needs. So I don't know what their thinking process and I cannot speak for them what their own separate needs are. And we have definitely recognized just with all what we've spoken so far about what our own separate community needs are in terms of the holistic review that we need, tracking our own workforce needs, and then this is why we have chosen to do our own application and chosen to do this independently. What does innovation sound like? 
It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. So obviously this is a large endeavor, and I'm sure you all are trying to think about the future. What do you think are some challenges that you might uh, foresee with the implementation of this new system? So I, I would say like it's like any change management. Those are the main challenges. And as I'm sure you are aware, in the last three years, one of the major things that we've done in our grant, the transforming the UME to GME transition, we were the first specialty to actually implement the standards to the application and interview process. And this was a very big endeavor in change management. And we are very proud that our specialty implemented something that more than 90% of our programs actually routinely now implements. And other specialties have recognized that this is a very important change in the application review process, not just only our specialty, but also other organizations. All major educational organizations have actually endorsed and they recommend now those standards to the application interview process. And we were the ones who took the leadership initiative to actually recommend that. And we were the ones who who went through what that change management means and how do we implement it. So we've been down this route before and we are up to the challenge. And we do know that there's a lot of change management that will go with this. And we've learned a lot of lessons with that. And we are very lucky that we do have a community that supports our initiatives. And I would actually love for Dr. Connelly to also comment on that because CREOG falls under ACOG and I would love for her to have any extra comments on that as well. Yeah, I think it is really special to be, I mentioned earlier the collaboration we're very fortunate to have across our organizations in OBGYN. And it is remarkable what you can accomplish when you are shoulder to shoulder from the start. And that is the position we find ourselves in. We are a collaborative specialty, like so many specialties, right? And we get to see what comes of that collaboration year in, year out, whether it's the interview season standards or whether it's the work we're doing currently. I will say it's just remarkable what you can do when you do it together. And, and, and we're fortunate to be able to experience that. So your group does a ton of education research. We try to contribute as we can here. Lots of other people do. What are going to be the opportunities for data mining and research from residency cats to track outcomes and see what's working, what's not, and learn from it? Yeah, I think this approach to our application when it comes to data integration and research, this approach we're taking is really going to allow us to identify and better understand important trends as they unfold in the OBGYN application process. 
having timely access to these data and a timely understanding of these trends is going to be so important as we consider longer-term workforce implications for our specialties community. On a national level, additionally, uh, we're working very closely with the NRMP and will continue to do so, providing application data to the NRMP so that critical reports, such as the charting outcomes and the match reports, will always be able to be complete so that tracking match outcomes continues to be a reality. So we're really excited about the opportunities. One of the challenges that may arise is with applicants who are dual applying to OBGYN and another specialty, having to use two application systems for that. How do you foresee this playing out? And for applicants who eventually need to use SOAP, how do you see that playing out? Yeah, uh, this is a really great question. And as you probably are aware, NRMP policy change announcement and FAQs, it came out actually on September 15 for a specific application in use. They are actually getting ahead of this and they are now actually asking programs to wait ahead of time. The programs now have to specify which applications they will accept. So NRMP has always had no requirements for what applications programs acquire in the main match. However, recently they changed that now they have no requirements what application people use in SOAP. So now they are actually facilitating participation in the match for every applicant for any program in the SOAP as well. So it's going to be facilitated for everybody. So for a dual applicant or and for application in the main match and in the SOAP, programs will have to be very clear and transparent upfront which application they are using because as also plastics are using a different application right now and ophthalmology for a long time has used and, and some of those applicants might end up in the SOAP as well. So now NRMP has facilitated that not just in the main match but also in the SOAP and program directors have to upfront tell applicants and be transparent which application they are using. So we're very grateful that the NRMP has made this very clear and they just put all those policies and I invite people actually to go look at their website if they're not familiar that this all has changed as of September 15, 2023. And that's very clear on their website now. Can you comment real quick on how this is going to potentially affect people that are couples matching? So it doesn't affect couples match at all because the application system is a completely independent of the match. So what application that people use is completely separate from when people go to participate from the match. So when people register for the application, they have to go and register for the NRMP completely separate. So it does not affect couples matching at all. So there have been some forums that have argued online that this whole move is just about wanting to shift where the money is going. Can you talk a little bit about what is going to be the use of the revenue from this system, how much the actual cost is of the transition and who's paying for it? Where is the money going on that? Yeah, again, I'll jump in. I mean, I think really improving the experience for our community's applicants and programs has been a long-term effort with exciting work emerging from our grant efforts. And as an organization or a group of organizations, ACOG, Priyag, APCO, together and united, our full focus is really on the development of this holistic experience for our community. And again, we're really excited to be able to really put our full focus on exactly that work, developing this holistic experience 
so that it can serve our long-term workforce needs. So, you know, this is a very exciting change, but a big change nonetheless. So I'm sure members of the ob community have had some mixed reactions to this. What reaction has the community had? And has there been any reaction you've known of from prospective applicants or other specialties talking about the development of residency cast? Actually, I have to tell you when we, and I'll let, uh, you know, I'll comment first, and I'm sure Dr. Connolly will have comments. When we rolled this out at our pre-org retreat, which is our program director's retreat, it was so well received. It was something where you told people, hey, a change is coming. And people were like, oh, this is great. And and we were all, the leadership team was saying, when was the last time you told people, wait a minute, I'm actually coming up with a big change. And people were like, this is great, which means that people are hungry for a change. And we, when we posted this on social media, there were so many comments from applicants saying, oh, other specialties should be doing this. I think people are hungry for a change. People are really excited about this because they're seeing the potential of how much easier this is going to be for program directors, the burden of relief, and Dr. Connie will comment more on this. I think applicants are seeing how this is going to be good for them in terms of the holistic review and how program directors are going to be able to look at them uh, more holistically and the cost, burden relief that they're going to receive. I think the bigger MEDET community is honestly hungry for a change. They've been wanting something like this. I think we've seen excitement from everyone. We're very excited about the excitement that we've seen, to be honest. And I'll let Dr. Connolly comment more on that. Yeah, it has been remarkable. I, I, I've said a couple of times here that we're, we're very fortunate to work in a real collaborative specialty, especially across the educational entities of OBGYN. And this was no exception. I mean, it, it was remarkable how well received amongst the program directors, the program managers, residents, our OBGYN faculty, our subspecialty organizations, and our other OBGYN organizations, our OBGYN dean community. We've really been hearing from everybody and talking with everybody and working with everyone across our community to really meet the needs of the time. And it is very interesting, as Dr. Hamoud shares, change can be scary. And what's been really clear to us in communicating where we're going with the new application is that there has been a quick move to support and a quick and enthusiastic, how do I help? response across our community. And it has been phenomenal. So with all the positive responses that you've been receiving, it begs the question, should all specialties be taking control of their own application process? So your question here touches on something that's really important. And I will say, as an OBGYN community, we face a lot of headwinds right now. And our full focus on the work developing this experience has again been on our specialty community. And we are just so grateful for this opportunity to share with you all and with the wider audience what our experience has been to date. And we are fully committed and fully focused on developing this experience for our community so it can serve our community now and also our longer term workforce needs. We're really excited about this work. We has been such a thought leader in getting all the programs organized around application times and processes. And it really is remarkable, the community of education leaders that you have 
and how you've put all that together. So it's no surprise that your group is the one that is taking the forefront on these types of, of major changes. Do you see changes beyond this? If residency CAS is the success that it promises to be, are you going to look to set up your own match? Are there other things beyond this that could further improve the application process? Yeah, I really appreciate that question as well. What are the opportunities with a new application and how does that touch on the match? You know, to be clear, a centralized match is critically important for applicants and programs. And as we mentioned earlier, we couldn't be more delighted than we are. We are delighted to be working shoulder to shoulder with the remarkable leadership and team at the NRMP in full support of a continued centralized match. Thank you so much for all of your insight. And this is a very exciting change that's coming. Could you give our listeners just a few key takeaways with an educational timeout? Absolutely. Our whys in OBGYN behind this work are really leaning into an opportunity to facilitate holistic review, to pursue burden relief for our program directors, program managers, and our applicants, and to pursue meaningful cost reduction for our applicants. And one of the long-term goals of this work has been to improve the experience of applicants and programs with a focus on the long-term sustainability of our OBGYN community. This is a commitment for ACOG. This is a commitment for our OBGYN community, and it will be our full focus as we develop this experience. So we really thank you for the opportunity to share a little bit about what we're doing here. All right. Before we go, I just want to say OH. IO. Go blue. Go blue. <laughs> Be sure to check out our website at www.behindthenife.org for more great content. You can also follow us on Twitter at Behind the Knife and Instagram at Behind the Knife Podcast. If you like what you hear, please take a minute to leave us a review. Content produced by Behind the Knife is intended for health professionals and is for educational purposes only. We do not diagnose, treat, or offer patient-specific advice. Thank you for listening. Until next time, dominate the day. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.